We look good, huh? Oh, never better. <laughs> Is everything okay? You haven't answered any of my texts or calls about the dinner with Aiden? If we're having this conversation, I need to have a cigarette. What conversation? This one. Come on. What did you make for lunch? I made a Mexican rice dish that came out of a frozen bag. Mm-hmm. Was it in a... What is that section in the Polish supermarket called? Mrożanki, I think. <laughs> it's like what does fro- it translate? Frozen, frozen foods. Oh, um, I thought it had like a, a German-style <laughs> derogative derogatory name like that. <laughs> Black foods, the black food <laughs> section. <laughs> um, no, this is like a, there's this communist era brand of frozen fruits and vegetables, and they make these very tasty, um, different kind of like mixed vegetable dishes where you just like heat it up, and then there's like rice. This one had rice and chicken, so actually mm-hmm. it would have been a very good burrito filling, and that has like a seasoning packet inside that you add. Would you say there's any remnants of a Soviet-era cultural infusion from either Latin American countries that were communistic or even China that, like, wound up in Polish everyday life? I would say no. Nothing at all? Um, Unless there's, like, things here and there I'm missing, but... I mean, there were, like, Chinese restaurants and stuff in big cities back in the day. Uh-huh. But like, r- real Chinese food? Or, like, Americanized? Um, Probably closer to real. I mean, like, Americanized Chinese food didn't really make it to Europe. Like, mm-hmm. there's these random kind of, like, shitty Chinese restaurants that are, you know, it's kind of like the... Walk to walk. Yeah, like that. Like, it's like, oh, it's fried rice, and there's, like, a chicken cutlet that's chopped up, and there's, like, yeah. a vague sauce drizzled. So there's, like, that kind of stuff, like, all over Europe. But, I mean, yeah. and then there are, are, like, legit Chinese restaurants. But but also, um, I went to China in 2014. They had Americanized dishes, too. <laughs> like, like um, it's not just America that has, like, lemon chicken and stuff. Like, delicious deep-fried morsels in sauce. Mm-hmm. Like... Um, I had I had a redeeming lunch experience yesterday in Industry City at this Korean place that I once had extremely bland like winter soup at, which prompted a negative um, Google review. Oh no! Uh, but yesterday we 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 had a very redeeming experience there. We had lunch with the baby and a friend. Mm. Um, hi, baby. Hi. I am home alone now though, so oh, enjoying enjoying the peace. I'm oh. not home alone. Um, still living with my parents. I'm nearing yes. forty. I have my homemade iced coffee with Starbucks beans and a mm-hmm. paper straw that's rapidly dissolving. <laughs> and I have my homemade Pepsi Max from my Philips brand Soda Stream. Wait, there's a Philips brand Soda Stream? Mm-hmm. Really? Like uh, like a carbonator. Huh. Yeah, the Philips brand one's nice. I got it for so my parents a, for Christmas. It's Palestinian cruelty-free. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, this one was not made in harmony between, um, <laughs> as the box says. <laughs> what is Phillips? Where, it's, where's it's Phillips Dutch. from? Oh, okay. Well, let's not open that can of worms. <laughs> totally. <laughs> um, oh, my God. And then, oh, but you know what? I am supporting SodaStream because I was getting off-brand CO2 refills, and then I'm getting SodaStream brand ones now. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I used to get mine at the co-op, but it's such a production because you have to like go up to the second floor to the office with your empty canisters. Oh, God. Where you have to like discuss this with the desk person who's a volunteer, and then they like they give you a receipt that when you check out at the end of your shopping cycle, <laughs> you can redeem against the total, like, oh my the God. bottom line what you have to pay. Anyways, it was just too complicated, so I <laughs> started going to this, like, uh, hardware store in our neighborhood that carries them. I thought you were going to say you have to uh, DJ a shift if you want. Oh, my God. <laughs> you want to change your refill. <laughs> <laughs> The live podcasting shift. Oh my god! Um, I will. I will say it again, though. The pod. The podcast. The uh, the co op is like is actually way chiller than the sort of cultural like understanding of it. <laughs> like in in practice, they're way chiller. Oh, when you're there, it's totally fine. It's just the no, but also like the the culture of it. It, it, for some reason it's just there's just like shockwaves of bad reputation but actually yeah. in practice they're pretty level-headed yeah well i mean we've read the meeting minutes <laughs> yes <laughs> we know what's happening in camera <laughs> mm-hmm. um yeah what else have you been up to uh i went to see oppenheimer the other day uh in seven millimeter as the director intended for it to be seen on imax in kipps bay which was a bit of a schlep but at like fucking ten thirty in the morning good what a time to see it yeah um i can't say i uh loved it i mean it's not the best nolan movie um, yeah no i thought it was fine i wasn't like crazy it was, about it like it was fine i just first of all there's like there's not so many faces that I can endure for three hours on that big of a screen and like an extreme close ups. Like Killian Murphy's like mid face lifted like visage is just so much. His Michelle visage. <laughs> yeah. Um I was never into him. I always found his like like just yeah, I was just never into him as an actor. Yeah. Having said that, I think I've only seen that like one, a uh, like London glam rock movie from like the late nineties or early two thousands. You know the one I'm talking about? Mm, no. Is it Taboo with Boy George? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's called Velvet Goldmine. Oh, okay. Yeah, Velvet Goldmine with the other quote with Jonathan Reese Myers and. Oh, he's not even in it. What am I talking about? I think I was just confusing <laughs> Killian Murphy with Jonathan Rhys Myers. Another Gilles creepy McGregor's face. Yeah, even though I really liked him in uh, that Woody Allen movie. Uh, I don't um, know. God, with the uh, Scarlett Johansson. 
match point oh match point yeah. i was gonna say something yeah. tennis related um yeah it's a, it's a good like late era woody allen movie god i have so much to watch but you know i've just been busy watching and just like that season two um oh yeah we watched the latest episode last la- night yeah i watched it last night as well <laughs> i'm sorry this like aiden relationship oh. has gone zero to 100 in like one episode <laughs> like, yeah wait sorry there's another episode because i think we watched the one with her sorry we're gonna spoil some uh the one we watched last night has her like looking into a new apartment to move into that's the most recent one yeah oh okay but I already saw it reviewed in the Times like two days ago. How's it possible? Because it only aired last night. Uh, maybe they have like a... They had like a fashion review of the three of them. And... Yeah, maybe they just... But it was about that episode. Yeah. Maybe they just get like a preview. Because um, yeah. they're the Times to like build hype for the episode. Um, yeah, you're right. It did go zero to 60 really quickly. Yeah, it's, it's like there's a missing episode that's in a vault. Um, and then... But speaking of style, like, what's her name? L- LTW looked terrible in this episode. Oh, so she got a, a really extreme mid-face something halfway through the season because she's so fucking puffy now. She looks like a uh, a pincushion. <laughs> um, she's, yeah. she's not the strongest character in this show. No, there's, like, room for a great character, and it, they've really half-assed the character. It's like... Yeah. Like, I don't actually believe she's, like, this documentary filmmaker. It's, like, I don't know. In those yeah, outfits, <laughs> like, she's a lady yeah. who lunches. Yeah, exactly. I mean, how do they go? Yeah, she's, like, what, what Paul Buckman was in the uh, 90s, <laughs> basically. Um, I do like Seema a lot. I love her her character is great there's actual range and depth to it especially that monologue the previous outside episode. the uh outside the uh the hair salon yeah the warren tracomi hair salon on madison avenue <laughs> <laughs> no that was that was like a, such a fluke of a great dialogue like it was actually it actually resonated with me and it sounded like something somebody would actually say in real life yeah and it was very emotional and went so much further than anything else in the series so far yeah you want you want to give a quick recap of the uh of what led to the dialogue to that exchange uh well aiden has come back into carrie's life um she's ready to date and move on after big and And he looks like chris martin (laughs) in the clocks era (laughs) also um he looks kind of scary shirtless it's like yeah it's like I he mean, had a peck I, lift or something yeah and they totally were gunning for like a redux of that famous scene of both of them in the tidy whities <laughs> from the original show but he just yeah yeah so uh Seema has been perpetually single much like me except she's i don't know in her 50s and has never had like the love of her life and, and a heavy smoker <laughs> but you know she's a She's a owner of a real estate firm, a brokerage. Uh, she's very successful. You think and her character was based on uh, a, uh, what's his name? The porn fag. <laughs> the Swedish porn fag. Frederick Eklund. Uh, yeah, Frederick. Because, <laughs> oh hello, in yesterday's episode, Ryan oh, uh, Serhat. Is it Hunt or Hunt? <laughs> Serhat. Ser- yeah, our, our like spirit animal of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. 
Mr. Thick, uh, Thick Hips uh, makes a cameo and she's like, the exchange between them makes, well, actually, no, because she's a, mm, she couldn't be a, a stand-in for Frederick. Yeah. Um, but you know what? We will play the clip now of what she says. It's raining. I know. Well, we're standing on Madison Avenue with wet hair and umbrellas, so... Something's really wrong. It's nothing catastrophic. Okay. I'm very happy for you. I am. It's just our Hamptons house. Oh my God, I forgot about the Hamptons. Well, I didn't, and I can't do it. I can't be a third wheel, and that's not the summer I signed up for. Well, of course, of course, I totally get it, and I hear you, but he won't be there every week. And I swear, I swear you will love him. I'm sure I will, but I won't love how I feel about myself when he's there. When you invited me to dinner, you said we want to take you to dinner. Carrie, you're already a we. And please, do not think this is only because I can't have dinner in the Hamptons with just the three of us. I, although that is part of it. Okay, well, tell me what, what else it is. What? There's no way to say this without seeming petty or pathetic. Well, you're neither petty nor pathetic. Just say it. From everything I've heard, it sounds to me that you've had these two great loves, and I've had none. No, please, don't say I will, because I might not, and I can live with that. But I can't do this summer. That's not true. I, I could. But I don't want to. I don't want to spend a fortune having this feeling. So I got her deposit back. What? Without talking to me. I didn't want you to lose money. I'm not worried about losing money. I'm worried about losing you. We'll be fine. I need a little space right now. I... No, 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 you can't have it. Mm -mm. You know what space gives friends? More space. Seema, please. Really, please don't pull away from me and pretend you don't see me at a salon hair washing bowl. Seema! I know. I'm coming. We'll be fine. We will. I just need some space. All right, and that was Seema <laughs> in uh, an, a possible Emmy contender monologue. Um, yeah, but the the background was that uh, she's well, you heard it. She's feeling uncomfortable being like a third wheel and having friends around her, you know, moving along in life. So. Yeah, I really appreciated her, like, honesty and frankness and just leveling with Carrie. And also Carrie's just such a good, like, ch uh, tries to avoid confrontation at all costs, but also mm -hmm. without sort of um, diminishing her own, her own like, self Yeah, in, in the process. I don't know. And there was good... The whole, oh, sorry. Maybe the whole show was just worth it for this, uh, <laughs> for this scene, because the show is really, really terrible. Yeah. Otherwise... And there's good foreshadowing to 
the Samantha appearance, I believe, with that. Because, you know, Carrie says when you when you have distance from a friend, the distance just grows bigger. True. And uh, that's clearly an allusion to Samantha going to London, you know, their whole falling out, et cetera, et cetera. What do we think about uh, Kasabian? <laughs> <laughs> clearly supposed to be a Larry Kagosian mixed with a David Zwerner. <laughs> he's he's too much of like a, a nebbish, like a klutz. Yeah, he's he's too like nice and nerdy. Yeah. He there's no like everything we talked about in the leisure suit Larry episode. <laughs> there's, right. none, there's none of that really happening. Um, yeah, he doesn't he doesn't strike me as like a power broker. He looks more of like a I just read that Hollis Taggart is like doubling their current like space out of five or whatever in a market that's like becoming even more tumultuous here chelsea gallery hollis haggard expanding again despite fears of a slowing market shady uh shady headline at the art newspaper uh seems seems about right seems like something kasabian would do (laughs) expand further in a uh, slowing market but also like how would they how and why would they rehire a um Charlotte, after having, like, is that even realistic? I think it is. Like, I mean, he met her socially and he was kind of like enamored with her presence. You know what? That might also be foreshadowing. Maybe he does sexually harass her later. <laughs> right. Because, like, if, if, it, like, but the question is, would, would it, would, would that situation be like a real life situation? Are there any examples of like big art dealers revived from the crypt? And, like, <laughs> Well, she was, um, you know, she was a director, so I'm sure there's, like, directors that leave and then are still kind of plugged in with people and right. come back after an extended mat leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I wonder if I wonder if um, Harry's inklings that he's hitting on her were correct. <laughs> <laughs> but also, um, I was listening to the, the official companion podcast and... Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, they sound like what they probably look like on that podcast. <laughs> just Who does? The writers. Just like listen oh. to one episode. It's like Park Slope Karens. Um, it's just terrible writing. Yeah. They're and Michael Patrick King. The pace is really off. Yeah. The pace is really off in the show. Um, and so they're like, oh, you know, Charlotte remembers back to 20 years ago where she worked in this environment that was like, you know, you were like prim and chic and proper and kind of receding into the background. And now she's entered, re-entered the gallery world. And, you know, there's these women expressing themselves. And I was like, wait, that's what you were trying for <laughs> through that? Right. I thought it was just about like ugly outfits. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, Anyways, how many more episodes are there? one more of the season and that's oh, really? that's the one where samantha appears oh my god <laughs> by the way everyone go stream glamorous on netflix <laughs> the one with uh, kim cattrall yeah it's so the bad of a show yeah although me and um mother of the pod david fearman were <laughs> obsessed on our holiday last month <laughs> really <laughs> yeah we ended up binging it just because it was like so messy and chaotic i i'm just happy that uh shay's having their uh fall from grace <laughs> just a piece of humble pie yeah 
taking their seat on the Shays Diaz <laughs> dais. <laughs> I need to make a meme with Drake where it's like the no to Che Diaz and then a Shays lounge on a dais. <laughs> and that Skunk Nancy type person they have walking to the vet oh and hit God. on her in the last episode. Them. Toby. Them. Sorry. <laughs> um, also, I don't like that they're portraying this um, Hudson Yards apartment as something bad. Like, I would love to live there. <laughs> it looks so fake. That apartment, like the view out the window, literally looks like they went to Costco and not Costco <laughs> to uh, Kinko's and totally. printed out a, a backdrop. Totally. On, on like, what's that film that you print photos on to put in light box like du- duoplex or something <laughs> it looks so terrible and it's so stressful the whole sort of arc with like the building management like banging wrapping yeah. up the door yeah because yeah. they're illegally subletting subletting it i mean i've really had stressful. those fears before as a tenant yeah of course doing doing shady things like that um um yeah should we talk about some uh some more meaningful art for the- i mean is anything meaningful happening <laughs> not really <laughs> um yeah i guess i mean bryce martin passed away i R. you want to say something no no i said r.i.p r.i.p yeah i found a really nice uh quote that resonated with me in the uh in the times obit um, after receiving a master's degree in fine arts in 1963, Mr. Martin moved to New York. He found a part-time job at Chiron Press, a silkscreen printing shop, where he worked on the first love poster by Robert Indiana. He was hired as a guard at the Jewish Museum, where a Jasper Jones show greatly influenced his ideas about touch, surface, and abstraction. He later worked as a studio assistant for Robert Rauschenberg. Um, I found that really sweet because mm-hmm. I too worked at the Jewish Museum like six years ago at this point, if I'm not mistaken. Not as a guard, but as a front desk person. And the Soutine show, the flush show was oh, up yeah. and I was working there and I got to see it every morning before the galleries mm-hmm. open. And it too greatly influenced my ideas about touch, surface, and abstraction. Funnily enough. Love that. So, um, yeah, R.I.P., um i will say very much an artist of his time in terms of um you know responding to mm, how should i put it like he was a reactionary artist of his time and then all of the like developments throughout his careers were also very much like in tandem with what you see in various contemporary um galleries and different museums And what I mean to say by that is that for me personally, it doesn't stick out um, as something out of the ordinary. I'm just, uh, (laughs) yeah. Maybe we can slow, maybe you can erase, delete this part of it. No, it was very, it was very, the legacy of a, uh, yeah, I I guess I'm just not the, uh, not the biggest fan of the work, but there's definitely a uh, very compelling biography there. Um, hashtag too soon. Well, I mean, he lived till 84, which is great. Um, yeah, that's true. Uh, I mean, I would hang the painting on my work, but I don't know much about him or his work. Um, 
but I mean, I like recognize them. Right. It's just like I I was not the biggest fan of the like calligraphy abstractions that were was were kind of his way of breaking away from what was becoming uh outdated but also he started making them around the time where like the neo-expressionists started like hitting the scene so like julian schnabel and so he like self-attested was like saying that he felt like his his like focus on perfecting and refining a a shape a form and a and a tone or a color have like sort of exhausted themselves and so after like taking a trip i think he was like on an extended stay and like the far east somewhere he was like enamored with calligraphy or whatever and like sort Mm -hmm. of found a way to incorporate it as like a developmental in a developmental way into his practice i personally find the compositional sensibilities not to my liking like between the color palettes and just the general kind of harmony or as i see it kind of lack thereof in the surfaces so that whole era is not particularly my favorite uh i do like the ellsworth kelly type like uh diptychs triptychs or like multi-panel like surfaces that are solid colors that he conjoins those are some of them like come together into very nice kind of uh massive scale a um surfaces that are very much enjoyable to the eye guess what i'm trying to say i don't know how much relevance there is anymore to his work to like someone who's coming onto the scene in 2023 you know what i'm saying yeah uh you mean like as a viewer or as an artist making work both yeah well as we as we saw uh in that (laughs) artist to watch born in the 2000s list right yeah good segue uh was that art space artsy oh artsy a non-credible source (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think they're still using a a syria top level domain (laughs) (laughs) Uh. also i find it funny that all of their thumbnail previews when you're like sending it on iMessage has this like like black and white filter on it to like enhance it with like (laughs) added quality yeah what were you gonna say about that listicle oh i was just gonna say that um it's not relevant to them because they're all just like ripping off the work of like 36 year old airbrush painter art hose <laughs> like it's um, almost incredible i can't tell if it's the if it's rc and the listicles that kind of pre pigeonhole them or if it's these artists themselves who are like they look in the mirror and they're like they see like a a punky twinkish guy and they're like okay i guess i should go with the airbrush route <laughs> and like a black kid from uh something he's like oh i guess i should make like a uh candid like portraiture where it's all about like the subtleties of the skin tone or like you know the uh, making intimate of like things that up until now would would be considered like uh um i don't know exoticized like scenarios and like the black life or whatever mm-hmm. um i think i think the fault is in artsy's hands and on the artists oh totally 
I mean, one of the painters, it's like, oh, these look like Chloe Wise paintings. Then the other one, I'm not naming names for a reason. You need to go figure these out. One of them looks like um, Amber Wellman mixed Oh my with... God, I was going to say the exact same thing. <laughs> yes. It's like Amber Wellman, um, that Louisa, what's her name? The airbrush painter. De, I'm like Louisa de Guardi. I can't think of the de name. Gu- I'm like, what? Help. <laughs> <laughs> um, it just it looks like, oh my God, I'm such a moron. Like, okay, let's just cancel the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of it. There's Louise Bonet, but those are not, uh, those are not airbrush. Mm. Okay, not Austin Lee. Um, Airbrush, female artist. Avery Singer? No. No, meet the Latinx artist taking the airbrushing to the next, taking airbrushing to the next level on Vogue.com. Sorry, everyone. I should have really prepared better. No, it's fine. Oh, um, Louisa Gagliardi. You know the ones. Gagli... Gagliardi. She's been like lots of big shows and stuff. Like, uh, I think she's Swiss. I literally never heard of that name or have seen the work. Really? Okay, so this is one of these airbrush artists I'm referring to. It's like, this work's been everywhere. Okay. Um, it's, this feels very... She's more... She's cut more of the Avery Singer cloth, though, in terms of her. There's like a, a Tron esque, like, shadowiness to her yeah. work. But also, like, does a 22 year old artist, like, really need to have all these shows already? <laughs> need like, to have all these what? Shows already. It's like. Yeah, no, that's that was the next thing I was going to say. Um,. What what could they either know, have experienced, have gained an empirical sort of life, a uh, biography to even make anything that's like noteworthy at such an age? And I'm not trying to like, you know, minimize their hopes or their success or anything like that. But I'm just speaking from a point of view where it is not particularly interesting to me to, you know you know be exposed to anything that a 20 year old does it's i also how find I, them not oh. i also find them not particularly good looking and i'm not referring to <laughs> artists i'm referring to the the aggregated stuff i get on my instagram feed now which is bombarded by like you know 20 something year olds like get ready with me's yeah type of things and they all look like that french tiktok couple that just uh broke things off <laughs> or actually one of them one of them is like almost 40 and the other is like 20. You know the couple I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that ultra uh, twinkish couple. Um, There's too many Zoomer twinks that are yeah. straight. <laughs> I am curious what this Amber Wellman's copycat's body of work looks like. Because, you know, sometimes... Uh, a single yeah. thumbnail in a listicle doesn't give you a full full view of the person's. Anyway, people have been shady sort of, about me and said I'm just a Monica Monika Sosnovska knockoff. 
<laughs> I wish I had that budget. <laughs> oh my god! Also, this fucking tr- figurative trend of like bluifying your figures—I that is beyond Stop. me. Would, would someone like to chime in and tell me what the uh, what the theory sort of underpinning, like blue light on a figure? This uh, well, we don't want to name names from the uh, <laughs> going back to it. I closed but it's it. The, <laughs> It's the art. It's the artist who lives and works in Vienna. Let me see. I'll send you. I mean, when I hear blue figures, all I can think of. Oh yeah, because I've seen this. I've seen this on multiple occasions. Um. Wait, I'm scrolling down. Oh yeah. All I can think of is that uh clip that just recently surfaced on TikTok of Beyonce um being irate about the lighting design mm-hmm. of a stage show and she's like, Why are you lighting a black girl with blue light? <laughs> <laughs> and I mean it's true. <laughs> like get the color wheel out, learn some color theory, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, is that hers or Taylor Swift's show where Carly Kloss was relegated to the uh, nosebleed section? <laughs> um, probably Taylor. I feel like there must be some tension there. Oh my god. What is... Ugh, I fucking need that filter that like... That uh, disappears any mentioning of Taylor Swift from any... Uh... <laughs> <sighs> I just can't believe... Okay, so my friend... Um, I think you see her pop up on Twitter um, interacting with me. Katina. Maybe. I don't know if she's private, but she just spent $1,200 on Taylor Swift tickets in LA. <laughs> Flew from Winnipeg. Spent 1200 bucks, Like, insane. Stayed, I... at the, stayed at the W and she said it was horrible. <laughs> really? Yeah, she was like, it was ratty. Like, the only good thing was um, the pool. And, Listen, I guess yeah. people just people just have that to, uh, people have that type of liquidity. Yeah, I mean, she's a she's a single adult, you know, in her thirties with a good job, so like she can technically afford it. But like, I don't know, maybe it's the cheapskate in me. I would never spend twelve hundred dollars on tickets. No, same. I wouldn't spend twelve hundred dollars on tickets. I wouldn't spend twelve hundred dollars on any uh, item of clothing. No, I don't even want to spend twelve hundred dollars on a phone, and that's like basically how much they cost now. And I think it's insane. I mean, I would spend that like in installments. Well, perhaps. no, I mean, I will too because I have no other choice. But like, right? Because even the uh, iPhone thirteen mini, if I want it now with two hundred and fifty six gigabytes, it's like a grand. Really. Yes, it's like it's more expensive in Europe. But even if you look it up in the states, it's like the it was $600 for the lowest capacity one plus tax. And there's been a price increase. So everything's just getting I pricey. Mean, I'm like I need a new laptop. Like I can't afford this world. <laughs> um yeah, things are getting pricier. But I think it's also because people have the ability to spend more more money or like they're willing to spend more money on things to a certain extent yeah um i mean it's like none of these things are gonna like make you go broke for the rest of your life but it's just like i don't know it's all psychology and i'm like not buying into that yeah 
Well, I'm just waiting for Madonna to uh, release new uh, tour dates oh so God. that my tickets could get reinstated. Oh my God. Did I ever mention on this podcast my worst summer ever? No. When the Britney Spears Onyx Hotel tour was canceled. This was summer 2004. And a month later, I get another ticket uh, master email saying the Christina Aguilera stripped tour has been canceled. <laughs> she just performed in Israel last night. <laughs> oh my God. Which tells was you a lot about her uh, <laughs> standing in the, <laughs> in the street. Was Netta there? Mm, no, maybe Noah. <laughs> Do you know Noah? No. Baumbach. No, no, she's a classic uh, Israeli export. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, Christina's just, like, on the pride circuit, so. Mm-hmm. Um, um, oh, we forgot uh, another in memoriam, JTT's closing down. RIP JTT NYC. <laughs> um, that's where me and Borna started our fling back in the day. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Shout out to Borna Samak. Um, <laughs> what love, can we love say? A f- love a friend slash former fling where you like can't tell if they like you or hate you. <laughs> uh, get a room. <laughs> um, yeah. If you had to name your favorite JTT show, what would it be? Mm. <laughs> the Borna Samak show I saw. <laughs> I, don't know. I never went to any shows there really because I don't live there. So, yeah, I also have. I don't think I've even set foot in JTT ever. It's just one of those cases where there's constantly so much press. I did, I've you, never been in their like newer location. I was like in the old one a few right. times. Like with you know, I was there twice when I think there was like Borna's show and then some other show. But this is like ages ago. Like yeah. The early days. Um, But... I I hear things, but we're not going to mention them. Please mention off-air. Already been mentioned off-air. Maybe we can mention them over some... A stomach poisoning inducing food at O'Flaherty's. (laughs) I was literally just going to try to segue (laughs) into that. (laughs) Grade pending O'Flaherty. Oh my god. Um... like <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm literally speechless. It's like <laughs> the health department can't shut us down. <laughs> um uh, you might get a micro. Has someone has someone seen my little bag of ketamine? I must have misplaced it. Whoops. I guess it's in someone's soup. Is everyone here at a party? <laughs> um, um and well, then the press in- release has um <laughs> allusions to the p word pedo and i don't mean riding a bike um (laughs) i who's whose strings do they pull over there to get so much press oh they get so much press i mean (sighs) i'm like surprised they're still around given those psychotic openings it's like you know when when a celestial star kind of ends it's a uh its lifespan it, it expands and expands in energy until it collapses onto itself and turns into a black hole 
Uh, or maybe it's in the black hole stage. I don't know. Anyways, uh, well, JTT had a great, let's say, not particularly commercial program um, as evidenced by several artists um, appearing in biennials. So shout yeah. out to that. I mean, they had a few success, like a commercially successful artist, but like like Jamian was right, there, but, was, but then she, she left. She left, yeah. Borna, Borna was blowing up. I think he was selling a lot before. That's the sense yeah. I got from the word on the curb. S- yeah. Sam, but he's also with Almin Rec. Oh, that's right, um, Sam. Yeah. I mean, that that Lord cover, the... <laughs> The twinks and the girls are still freaking out about it on TikTok. <laughs> um, um, and I guess they showed Issy Wood, as mentioned in our previous episode. Um, I still have no idea who Issy Wood is, so apo- <laughs> apologies to you, Issy. Um, but yeah, it just goes to show you like this industry, which it is, is built on shaky ground um, because... A lot of those artists might not find a new home in New York, or they might. Like I don't know. Yeah, Same. and if you hear, if you hear the news of a gallery closing down, rest assured that the owners, the director, whatever, are doing it to save their own financial asses, and so they'll be just fine. Oh yeah, like they're no one's losing their home because they're like LLC closed, but like I mean, unless you except except for maybe <laughs> except for maybe some of the artists like down yeah. the line. Like, yeah, exactly. But like, ain't well, you know, like over the last ten years, so many galleries have closed in New York, and they've all just gone on to be directors of big galleries and are probably right. making more money because they're in some like you know salaried and commissioned sale uh, sales positions. So right. I'm sure they're all doing fine. But I mean, even like Metro Pictures closing, like not all those artists found another like New York home or like a big gallery. So, right. Yeah. I would, I would be fucking petrified if a gallery that was representing me solely would close down without like, I, my understanding was that most of the, most of the staff and artists didn't even know the gallery was closing down. So just imagine like overnight realizing <laughs> that you've lost your representation and like, yeah, that's it's all like those. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Well, I'm constantly trying to, um, expand in always, always. <laughs> <laughs> and so like looking for a job, um, I would love to do, I, my, Goal is just to ride a wave of like unnecessary 1% for public art projects where like <laughs> real estate developers have to like make some giant sculpture. This, um, this, this evokes some, my, uh, invokes the, uh, the image of some people in my head now. <laughs> Please tell me after, um, <laughs> in, in, um, thoughts on art after dark. Um, <laughs> if you all want to support us eventually on Patreon, that can be a reality. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm doing this public work now. I was in Krakow yesterday to kind of um, set things in place. Mm-hmm. And I, I was telling the guy, I'm like, I'm I'm not an annoying artist. And then <laughs> this morning I'm on the phone being like, um, can we make another component for it? This a third cube. Mm-hmm. I feel I feel annoying. I mean, he's making money, but 
Yeah. Are you getting paid for it? I'm getting an artist fee. It's nothing crazy. It's it's okay, that's good. Yeah, it's um yeah, it's nothing crazy. I mean, I can't wait to get the projects where it is crazy. So hopefully this will be a step in that direction. <coughs> and um, the uh, production costs are covered? Yeah, they're paying for it. And so I was there like a month ago at this fabricator in Krakow, and he's wonderful. Um, But the sculpture is supposed to be a lot larger. And then we scaled it down, and we took out like part of... Essentially, there's like a part that looks like an abstract sculpture that on top of like a plinth. And the plinth is these like um, kind of cubes with arches cut out. And I shortened that part because it just felt like it would be unwieldy and out of control, the scale. Um, mm -hmm. But now that it's been made, it just looks too short and squat. So like he'll make that other thing. He agreed to it. He's like, I think it's going to be too tall. And I'm like, well... I give him my reasons and he's like, okay, well it's going to be an added cost, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, well I don't care. I'm not paying for it, but, um, it is still it, felt bad. Is it child safe? Uh, it will, an engineer will be kind of like signing off on all these works. Mm -hmm. Um, but also this is being placed kind of in this grass portion next to a school where it's not like a playground or anything. It's kind of like between the road and the building. And so it's just kind of this like lawn that's like kind of, fenced off so right well um, that's exciting thanks what is it about um it's not about anything really <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you want to make up something <laughs> no it's not it's like um it's a an abstraction a playful form like it's like an exploratory work essentially that's being upscaled mm-hmm um, I love that. Thanks. It's just my, you know, it's it's existing in my universe, my abstracted landscape. So it's essentially about play and geometry, which is, I think, something very good for students to be familiar with. Yeah. I mean, I was just teasing you. I mean, it, there's no... <laughs> There's no necessity for an elevator pitch. And if anyone tells you otherwise... Yeah. Run for the hills... Well, that's the thing. I mean, I guess that's why that's why there was the downswing <laughs> that was fabricated away from abstraction over the last mm -hmm. like eight years because it's easier to make an elevator pitch that's like, um, this is about, you know, like colonialism and um, queers in Brooklyn that are displaced by global warming. <laughs> <laughs> And then you're like, well, obviously I'm against global warming and I'm pro LGBTQIA, so I guess I have to buy this and support it. Right. <laughs> Please donate to the Leon Black Fund <laughs> um, of restoring the Fire Island Pines <laughs> bridges or walkways that were ravished by a one-off summer storm it was a winter storm even worse sorry a winter storm that cast away some kefton queers who were beached previously large oh. sails in the wind <laughs> um i can't wait for like the fire island artist residency protest against the u.s corps of engineers for not fixing the beach <laughs> 
Okay, but most importantly, here, let me send you a link and we got to discuss that quickly and briefly. I sent you another link, but here's here's the more uh, pre- pressing one. Um, so, Jonas Wood, Ozempic or natural? <laughs> What's your take? Oh my, does he have Ozempic cheeks? Or is that natural? You know what's crazy? I've never looked at his face this much. Yeah. Um, I didn't see the body, TBH. No, he's he's like lanky all of a sudden. Like Jonah Hill. Um, and and it's funny because for art that depicts so much like sport activities, he used to be. <laughs> um, let's say uh, comfortable. I mean, I know fat people that play tennis. Me. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny how like most of the uh, most of the people who uh, do the classes, the crunch and stuff like that, they're pretty much overweight. But this like American style, like not any, not every overweight is unhealthy type of like instructor, you know? Oh yeah, where it's like clearly bullshit. But um, uh, don't get me started on this. I'm gonna get like canceled by friends. <laughs> oh, do start. <laughs> Like, as a fat person, so do not negate what I'm saying. I'm like, sorry, clearly all my health markers get worse the fatter I get. So, so you're saying there's no way of being fat in? I mean, what's the and metric for the like word healthy? I don't know. Like, but like when I get fatter, um, like let's say 260 versus 190, um, uh, my knees hurt walking upstairs. It's like, I don't think that should be happening in my thirties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I notice a difference in blood pressure. Like, right. So I don't know, like no one should be made to feel bad about their weight, but I think it's also like disingenuous to be like, I'm 490 pounds and I'm just as healthy as right. A 190 pound person. Like, no, that's not true. But again, like, no one should be ridiculing you. No one should make you feel bad. Yeah. Like, doctors shouldn't make you feel bad about that. But, like... Americans just doesn't... Just don't like feeling bad and uh, take it to the grave. Yeah. Um, Anyway, I... So, I think Ozempic, but that's my... (laughs) That's just my take. Anyways. Um... How's his market? That's what I want to know. Why don't we ask uh here let me pull up uh let me pull up the other article which oh is my God. Oh, I've got so many tabs open. But these like new works are not nice. Like the the T-Rex vase with like an or an orange excuse me bonsai. I, oh my god. My first job after UCLA was working for David LaChapelle. That's the second person I know that's worked for David LaChapelle. (laughs) Who's the first one? (laughs) Oh, wait, was Ryan working for him? No, he was working for Ryan McGinley, I think. Never mind. (laughs) Um, (sighs) Anyways, we should ask... uh, Here, I just fully... uh, I I just pulled it up. We should ask a uh, a collector, Ding Yi Xiao, which I just sent you the link for. Oh, yeah. From our Bible, Artnet News, uh, and a quote known as deep pocketed aggressive Chinese collector Ding Yixiao 
has now been blacklisted by the art market. What happened? <laughs> the collector's eponymous museum in China is shuttered, and he is at odds with at least one auction house. Uh, so I read this piece twice, if not three times, and I still couldn't understand the like machinations behind the whole blacklisting a uh, saga. What did he try to pull off exactly? So it's a very wealthy Chinese mainland China collector um, who also has a museum that's actually closed at the moment because they're doing some quote-unquote maintenance. Like <laughs> Sounds like the um, Marciano collection in LA. <laughs> <laughs> Um, which, uh, if anyone doesn't remember, there were work unionized workers going on strike. Oh, I remember. <laughs> or no, that. no, threatening to unionize, and then suddenly, during the Donna Wonka show, the museum closed down. Oh my god. Uh, oh my god. Anyways, he was in possession of uh, well, at least three works that were pulled from the now auction at Phillips. Um, targets of the pod previous targets of the pod <laughs> louise well not louise bonnet uh and not hillary peckis is it pesis peckis pekais i would say pesis but pesis i think so and emily emily may smith which i guess did we ever get a cease and desist from her lawyer are we <laughs> oh, not allowed to talk about her anymore we got a copyright takedown notice on instagram embarrassing oh, yeah. for you not us <laughs> like, <laughs> because amir um within legal fair use um appropriated one of the paintings and put our patented logo on it yeah exactly that's fair use um yeah do not get me started with your ugly sausage paintings <laughs> <laughs> and i'm sorry broom life 2014 is atrocious like this looks like garbage you would buy at urban outfitters like 2023 not urban outfitters like 10 years ago and there was at least like some cute things um yeah talk to us when you do a, a broom uh a broom marden okay <laughs> we'll talk then fine oh it's okay. a broom i thought it was a sausage person um, well, there's there's brooms, there's sausages. It's a lot of whimsy. Um, it anyways, looks like Roger the Alien, one of my favorite. It <laughs> does characters look like time. Roger the Alien. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, do not dunk on a woman's success. Okay, <laughs> uh, Megan Rapinoe was able to get her teammates some more money <laughs> we have other very great women such as greta gerwig topping the one billion dollar uh, grossing a uh, revenue in the charts whatever anyways um so ding she he he xiao pulled three of their works from the now auction of phillips uh when was that even like last year or whatever and yeah. i just I, I I guess he got into some hot water with Phillips about it. That's the thing I couldn't I couldn't truly glean from reading the Artnet the the Artnet news uh, article. Were you able to understand what mm, went down there? No, I guess just aggressive flipping, and then what do they care though? What was the thing that I don't know? He was trying to like fix auctions, not fix. How, but how do you fix auctions? Well, I don't know. Just being annoying, like no one better. Uh, you know, being like very vocal, like no one better uh bid against me because I want this one. 
Well, allegedly, or according to him, he pulled those three works because uh, where where's the quote? He said something about uh, like the market's not like ready for them quite yet, mm. which I don't even know what that means. Also, uh, uh, it says August fourth marked a deadline for Xiao to make a payment towards an outstanding balance he allegedly owed Phillips. Um, and then Xiao confirmed some of the details, but had a different story to tell. I banned Sick from Phillips because I'm suing them. They took my works for sale and never paid me money after the sale. He told Artnet News via direct message. I love that they're just like Instagram <laughs> DMing him. <laughs> I mean, this is not this is not a Financial Times a uh, expo. I'll never, never do business with Phillips again. Um, I prefer when Phillips was Phillips DePuri. It just sounds like classier. <laughs> yeah, true. Now we're we're thinking Dutch conglomerate again. So yeah, now we're thinking Belgium a genocide. Okay. Um. His Instagram feed is so fucking corny, though. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, he loves collecting cause, so... Well, not even... But look, he's, like, the latest post he made is of a Lucy Ball painting uh, 10 weeks ago. But, like, look at all the usual suspects who comment on his uh, posts. Oh, my God. Um, um, Tiffany? <laughs> not Tiffany in this case. <laughs> but, uh here like he he had originally posted the emily may a uh emily may smith painting like 18 weeks ago or whatever because i guess it was like about to go uh to go to auction and someone commented the broom character is cute <laughs> look at the fucking corny frame they put on the uh painting if you're able to, God. to that. wait how do i can't find this instagram it's linked uh it's linked in the Artnet News article. Oh, okay. Of course Sorry, there's I'm a Chloe. Dumb. I'm done. Here, welcome to the welcome to the collection. Best work by Chloe Wise. Um wait, why is oh, even and, Oh my god, this fucking predatory collector uh who commented on it. It's a good one and not expensive. <laughs> the Chloe Wise one. Jesus. Oh my god, this account is so tacky. Um Private art. So the description on Instagram: Private art collection, Pokemon card collection. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, and then the the whole account just like screams uh, scam. Likely, <laughs> like <laughs> totally. Like if this person followed me, I'd be like, "Oh, this is one of those like sex bot accounts that's going to start writing me about my artwork." Because they've gleaned yeah, it, I'm an artist from some data. <laughs> it's in line with all the German spam stories I get tagged in. <laughs> um, here there's a uh, a Jenny Holzer truism piece that he posted. Money changes everything. And the caption says, during the epidemic period, okay, Chinese revisionist, um, some galleries sold me some works I didn't want and promised me I will get the works I wanted at a later time. However, several years have passed and even though there are contracts and emails confirmations, they still haven't fulfilled their promises. Some of them even started to avoid communication, including several well-known large galleries. I'm giving you notice that if you, if I don't get a resolution by the end of this week, I will send out a letter of counsel and expose <sighs> you. 
whatever gallery you are, whatever artist you are, from the moment you intend to profit from me, you will keep your word to me. Hashtag reality. Hashtag contemporary. Oh my god. Um, can can rich people just stop being tacky? Like they're very. T- I mean, they can't help it. Uh, like a screenshot. Like congratulations, you won this auction, and it's like. $840,000 for a fucking Pokemon card. Oh my God. Then another one for 400000 Then there's like, oh, here's my Lou Fertino recently purchased. And it's like, yeah, okay, great. <laughs> like, <sighs> oh my God. Like, you know what I say? Let her rip. Just <laughs> let her burn. Yeah. I mean... Same. Look, every single a tale as old as time. You know, being braggadocious. Like I don't, I don't mean to make derogatory a uh, taste assumptions, but like every single painting he buys, look at the frame he puts it in. Like scroll down to the Richter painting. Oh wait, the Emily May West. I think he has a house framer. Oh my god, it looks like IKEA poster art. Yeah. It's like a, one of those tacky tray frames. Um, and it's amazing. It's just like a clockwork, all the usual suspects of dar- market darlings, like yeah. Christine Quarles, Emily yeah. Mae West. Um, who's that? Oh my God, uh, the ugly like Murakami sculptures. Yeah. And who's the, who's the Japanese artist that makes those like, um, those like somber kid painting with huge eyes no i know i i'm the one always asking that question and you filled me in (laughs) but but yeah um nara no i don't know man anyways bro you got some shitty taste okay and so oh god and then there's people like i personally know in there and i'm just like (laughs) you gotta can you i message me that oh i see this like slavic artist my god no 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 oh if you keep scrolling down um my god but just like the photos look bad too it's like why does it look like it's shot on on a five-year-old xiaomi phone because i think it was (laughs) a chabala self painting like is that part of the uh, leon black uh, (laughs) repatriation fund um oh, oh and i i guess this like jenny holzer post is not the first one he's made there's one from 120 weeks ago the exact same jenny holzer screenshot with another caption that says some ga- some galleries are really sucks they only think about their own benefits and never consider what's the best for their artists well and yeah i'm disappointing but not surprising i just ugh, fuck you Anyway, go to the account, all the like cause crap, all the like Murakami crap. It's like, no, but even like Anthony, even like I'm seeing an Anthony Kadahi, I can't pronounce his name. It's such like a mixed bag of like the big usual suspects and whoever like was whispered through the grapevine as an upcoming whatever. And just the fact that, um, Oh, there's even a guy on I here. Like the fact that these like social cause paintings that like 
are so like on current here in the states in 2023 somehow like you know make it across the uh across the many ponds so like china um, to be hung in someone's like fucking living room new year gift hashtag lamborghini and it's like <laughs> oh my god so tacky like oh my god well maybe sh- in our next vi- <laughs> maybe in our next visit to china we'll go to the Shao museum um, oh my god is that a nicole eisenman no dana shuts of course it's like when the kardashians are like oh my god i can't believe i got this car as a gift and it's like okay even if it's a million dollar car like you could easily afford it it's like i i is it a big deal if i buy myself a 50 dollar gift or like you know what i mean like right having having (sighs) said that if mr I, uh, I'm forgetting his name now. If you would like to purchase our work into the collection of the Xiao Museum, <laughs> we will be very happy to comply. We will not blacklist you from anything. Yes, we are even very happy to go back into our episodes and censor anything that doesn't comply with the party's guidelines. <laughs> and so we are very happy to do any of the any of those things. Just reach out to us, okay? <laughs> oh, oh man. my god um any other fun uh uplifting stories um oh here i see a a portuguese street artist installed a carpet made from oversized 500 dollar euro bills in protest of the pope's visit the gorilla artwork is called walk of shame well bravo <laughs> bravo great work um i'm trying to think if i saw any shows uh oh i saw a cute show james fuentes the date open i forget the artist's names though let me look it up oh nice um boop 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 boop. um i was in warsaw on the weekend did not see any art because there was nothing i wanted to see (laughs) i'm Um, sending you a link i'm sending you a link to the show i saw because i'm probably gonna botch the pronunciation of his name and as a as an og slav i'm gonna have you pronounce it for us uh stepan tadic yeah anyways really really fun oh these look nice yeah really fun show james fuentes james fuentes by stepan tadic is james Uh, fuentes still hot i have not like he's he's a he's a certified dilf yes yeah i haven't seen him in ages but you didn't hear you didn't hear it first here he's a certified dilf um well as amir is a literal dilf um he knows what he's talking about thanks i'm still i'm still contemplating a uh um what's sorry my brain's farting right now a uh low dose ozempic just to take take the edge off (laughs) you're ridiculous you look amazing um you have a sexy husband people love you um i just the only reason i'm not i'm not taking it is because i'm scared of the nighttime runs (laughs) the involuntary diarrhea the the olestra effect (laughs) yeah um you don't need a just Get a waist trainer or call it a day. <laughs> Who has time for that? Hello. Uh, ay, ay, ay. Um, 
Yeah, anyway, saw that show. That was cute. Visited Steven, who started working there. It was his birthday. Happy belated birthday. I wrote him. I actually have it in my calendar from like when we went to his birthday in 2021. Remember, it's like him and Isaac had the uh, joint birthday. Yeah, they always do something together. Um, Yeah. It's funny because for me, like 10 years ago or something, Facebook took over my my calendar. And so I have every single person's birthday who's ever been friends with me on oh Facebook, <laughs> which is kind of a, a curse, but also a blessing. Because otherwise I would have had to manually put in people's birthdays. Yeah. Because I never check Facebook anymore. Yeah. I do it like once every few weeks when I have to like log in on the desktop view to do something. Right. Um, um yeah that's about it um, well i just want to wish an early happy birthday to my dad and <laughs> oh sweet thanks and um one of our biggest stands goretti yes hey, um they share a birthday so oh nice Happy birthday to both of you. Early birthday. I know this is not a Germany-based podcast, so I'm allowed to do it early. Okay, it's not bad luck. Um, Are they both Leos? Yes, both Leos, and they're both on the same day. So that's exciting. Amazing. Um, also, Goretti pointed out yesterday that Ryan Serhant was on an episode of The Drew Carey Show, and it's been scrubbed from the internet. Really? <laughs> but like, that's old. Yeah. Like we Is need like to a find child this clip. star, <laughs> maybe or maybe like a teenager, huh? Or maybe he's lying about his age, and that's why he's got all this filler. <laughs> he really, he really overdid it with the face. Uh, he looked insane on, um, second city. And just like sorry, that. and yeah. just like that, yeah. Oh man! Oh yeah, yeah. Alrighty. Any fun plans for the weekend? Mm-hmm. gonna go to my favorite uh store deals tomorrow deals with a z um the british Poundland in poland they have some fun uh british items there they they also have like pop tarts and things so or wait are they is are they rat infested like dollar tree <laughs> thankfully not um yeah, I can't. They have like Terry's chocolate orange and like fun things like that. So I can't wait. Mm. And then I'm gonna go with my f- one friend in town, Mihao, um, to eat something. And Is that a Chinese name? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> but I, I, I get what you mean. Um, <laughs> no, it's Michael, but you know it has that L with a line through it. Mihao, oh, okay. Which it does sound like Nihao. But yeah, uh, <laughs> but we we discovered yesterday. Okay, Jordan discovered that the name Bartholomew is actually Hebrew. Oh, really? Yeah. So Bart is basically Hebrew because Bar in Hebrew is like son of. Yeah, like Bar Raffaele. <laughs> yeah, um, it's like Ben or Bar. Yeah. Um, and I forget Talmiyahu. I guess was like a biblical name or something. Like that. Oh, that so it's makes like sense. Son, son of that person, but it's just Bartholomew sounds so aggressively Christian. Yeah, Otherwise. I guess so. I just think really like medieval. Um, oh, yeah. speaking of Bartholomew, shout out to my brother, brother of the pod, Bart. Just got married. Oh was, yeah, big Mazel Tov. Yeah, I was in Copenhagen. How was with the wedding? Him. It was really fun. 
It was so I nice. Really the, food, the food was amazing. Um, Copenhagen's cute, but the weather was very on and off. It was so humid, but only 19 mm-hmm. Celsius. And even at that weather, which like for you Fahrenheit queens, that's below room room temperature. And <laughs> even with that temperature and that humidity, we were boiling. Like we were walking around outside and just could not handle it. Um, Is Copenhagen also like an archipelago? Like like Stockholm? Kind of, I guess. I don't know. Okay. I mean, there's, well, the thing is, okay, there's the city. It's on the yeah. waterfront, but there's a bunch of canals that were formed. Um, okay. Because the, w- the, we learned this on our boat tour. Um, one of the kings went to Amsterdam and was like, I want this in our city. So there's also um, this church that looks like one of those cathedrals in Rome. The famous ones don't remember which but uh yeah there's these things that pop up you're like that building looks like rome and like then there was a right. street where like looked parisian like very specific like roof lines and um, how are the uh copen copenhageners the men oh there's so many hotties it's like yeah. thought central mm-hmm. uh they're way sexier than swedes sorry swedes um listening <laughs> we have a few but Swedes always make fun of uh, Danish people for being like the trashy Scandinavians. But it's like, um, yeah, the, but trashy is like fun and hot. So like, yeah, I'm, my sense is, I, so I haven't been to Sweden. I've only been to Norway. My sense is that Swedes are fucking prissy. Yeah. And then they I make fun know, of I, Norwegians because Norwegians are like, you know, they were like farmer basic people and they only right, recently got yeah. rich and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, whatever. But no, seriously, like in Copenhagen, like the men were very attractive and it was like, yeah. And they seemed less uptight. Like there'd be like, I don't know, like some of it's cliche where it's like, oh, they're tattooed in this very like urban outfitters catalog kind of way. But then there would just be like random worker men who, you know, right. They're just hot and like adult blondes with like icy blue eyes. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm on page thirty two hundred or so out of like thirty five hundred of my struggle. I'm about to finish it. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be confused with Hitler's. My I struggle. literally was going to ask: Is this a Mein Kampf um, <laughs> translation? Yeah, it's, it's, it's Mein Mein Kampf, <laughs> Knausgaard's My Struggle, and I'm about to finish the, <laughs> the sixth volume, which took forever for the Israeli translator. There's a there's a single Israeli translator who translates from. The Scandinavian languages, oh and so God. it took her. The last volume is like over a thousand pages, and so it took her a few, several years to finish translating. Oh and God. finally, finally, it was published earlier this year. And Crazy! I'm, I'm almost finished with it, and the last volume is like mostly about just like philosophical musings, but also like a biographic biographical essay on Hitler's life and the rise of Nazism. It's it's just such a spectacular book. And I, I read it on the uh, stationery. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, listen, I got I to gotta combine activities. I, I don't have much time available to me during the day, even on this summer break from school. Oh I, just gotta, I have to combine activities. Well, I'm glad one of us on the show is smart. <laughs> what? and that's not me i'm the airhead so it's i you know i read for escapism it's like otherwise i don't like i'm not a big drinker i don't take drugs i don't have many 
escapist outlets in my life and mm-hmm. I've, uh, books have always been that for me mm-hmm. i've even started getting like bored with movies like i i used to be a really like easy audience for for movies but like sitting through the you know the three hour experience of oppenheimer was so <laughs> just like pulling hair because at some point i just realized okay like this is so boring how much time is left i mean i have noticed that you seem uh your patience and tolerance is lower the last year <laughs> yeah i uh, like you I, might have adult onset add <laughs> you think <laughs> i think so but i'm able to sit through like you know whole books like when i yeah. focus on something i'm good at concentrating but oh, so, i good. just i just think i'm entering i formally entering my curmudgeon era <laughs> but curmud- curmudgeon is such like a it's just the wrong categorization for like not wanting to like waste your time on certain things yeah. anymore. Yeah, you for know, sure. I have a finite. Your you know, battery. Of, <laughs> I am. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's Trump. That's Trump. Rightfully, one of the one of the good and true things he's said in his life. The body is a battery, finite. I have always of believed energy. that. Yeah. All these party monsters in Berlin, watch out. The body's battery. Oh, yeah. No, I mean for them, I think it's even trickier because they have to keep going. Once they keep like the going, Energizer that's Bunny. When, yeah, <laughs> the minute they stop, they'll implode. Yeah, totally. Swimmer, swimmer, sink, baby. God. Um, yeah. Anywho, well, I'm glad we get to do this more often now. Same, and um, I just want to say, not last episode, the episode before was like really good listenership. I think people are glad we're back. They just need, you know, they just need a little taste again. A little nudge. Also, people are on like vacances now. Yeah, so. exactly. Uh, so ooh, please, I was please share us with your friends, everyone. Yeah. I was going to say, go check out a friend of the pods, Jane Swavely's two beautiful paintings at a, uh, Magenta Plains, but it's today's the last day of the show, August 11th. So I, if you haven't seen it, maybe you can look up the documentation. I did a studio visit with her and I've always loved her abstractions. And so I got to see them in person, which was great. And she has some exciting things coming up, which I'm very happy for her. Love it. Um, yeah, we're also trying to get some like friends of the pods to, uh, you know, to come uh, into our studios to record with us, but they're are finicky and are traveling. So here's a... Uh, I'm shouting you out, guys. You know who you are. Come into town, and we'd love to host you. Yeah, I'm going back to school in two weeks, so like time is slipping away. Yeah. So let's do it. Yes. Um. Well, it was so nice chatting, and I'll talk to you soon, Amir. Yes. Talk to you later. Cheers. Cheers.